You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Francois, this looks very posh. Yeah, well, you know, we're by Lake Annecy on the banks of it. For real estate, it's the, the, the most expensive place in France. It's more expensive than Paris. And Auberge du Perbise is one of the starred Michelin restaurants, the Michelin hotels in the area. So you can imagine it is quite posh. Yeah. Opened in 1903. Anything else yeah. happened that year? 1903? I can't see what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, we've come off the route of the Tour de France today. I can see another Tour de France vehicle there, but um, there aren't many because we've gone off-piste and we're here to meet a former cycler who now works here. Francois, you better tell us what we're. You just spoke to the chef. What are we eating here? He said, "Well, actually, we're eating a kind of mixture of a, a vegetable, sliced vegetable and fruit, which is very, very tasty. Well, very tasty to use a famous uh, phrase by uh, the man I know. Very nice, <laughs> very nice as well." And yeah, it's, it, it was saying it's amazing because should we try to do the same thing, exactly the same thing, you know, with products we, we, we buy at a supermarket or God knows where, it would never taste the, the same because the, every product there, every there's radish, there's a little bit of salad, there's um, kind there of peas, there were peas as well, there, there, there's various little sauces to, to go with it, there's uh, cabbage, there's, and, and every single product is so fresh, so tasty so you know picked and chosen for you know the best quality that it's it's absolutely amazing very colorful as well so some flowers and oh, yes. some uh, yeah. yellow and red yeah. cherry tomatoes absolutely. so so it's, it's it's nice to look i mean it's 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 nice to to eat like flowers as you know is, has become become quite fashionable as a you know in in dishes and they're very tasty as well no, it's, it's it's just perfect and the chef said um, well this this is the, the 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 kind of thing you know a rider should take before he embarks on a tour de france stage and i asked him if he if he would have time to watch the race today and he said well unfortunately no uh he's, he's got a wedding uh, going on and lots of things to do prepare the the dinner for tonight and uh So he said he will record the stage, and usually he says he, he, he watches the Tour de France stages, you know, summaries uh, at the end of the day before going to bed. This is a podcast, surely. Um, I'm not sure that this would be great race food, if I'm honest. It's very tasty. Kate, what's your verdict? Incredible. Incredible. There we go. I got her with her mouth full there, so I don't think you could say a lot more but yeah well you've polished it off very well thank you i'm not usually a lunch person so this is pretty impressive for me well francois i mean the eating is only incidental for us today we're not here to eat that's just uh, a byproduct of being here to meet clement chevrier who is the sommelier here and he was previously a professional cyclist for many years with ag2r well for four years with ag2r he retired last year still only 28 he was rode for i am cycling before that He was briefly with 
Trek Factory Racing, now Trek Segafredo, and before that it was the Bissell team, which is Axel Merckx's development team, which uh, an awful lot of riders have come through, of course. He never rode the Tour de France, uh, but he rode the Giro twice, and he rode the Vuelta three times. I spoke to him in 2019, in his last Vuelta, actually, about his love of wine and he obviously has turned that into his career so we're going to meet him after we've finished our lunch and find out how you go from world tour to becoming a sommelier in one of the one of the countries one of the world's best restaurants So Clément, we wanted to speak to you obviously about your new life uh, yes. here. I mean, where today the Tour de France obviously passing very near. How, how does that make you feel, this collision of the two worlds? A little bit nostalgic, I have to say. But I never been, I never, yeah, I never raced the Tour. So it's something also different, but it's just to see like everything around. You can, you can see some cars or something like that from the race. So yeah, for me, it's a lot of good memories actually, but I, I don't have time to think, uh, to be really nostalgic and to see, well, that was better before or something like that, you know. When I interviewed you at the Vuelta a couple of years ago, your last Grand Tour, I guess, we spoke about wine, so yes. it was always something that was obviously a big thing in your life. Where does the interest in wine come from? When, when did that start? Um, my grandparents live in Beaujolais, so wine region near to, to Lyon. So since I'm young, I, I used to um, I used to go for sure in Beaujolais, but also to see the winemaker to visit uh, to visit them with my family, and also we used to we are a very um, Epicurean family, so we used to we used to have a good dinner with good wine and something like that. So when I was young, the thing was I I was always um, very impressed by just the bottles of the bottles of wines on the table and everyone speak about, about it and something so and I was yeah I was what is this actually and who make it and from that uh, I had a passion for it but recycling next to that uh, I, I, yeah, I couldn't uh, I couldn't travel or um, also drink things like that and and also yeah I, wa I wanted to turn pro since I'm six years old so that was my dream so I did everything for that and maybe too much sometimes also for example for on, on the food and everything so i lost a lot of of weight and kilos and but in 2014 i went in the in us in the axel Merck's um, team and from this year actually i have to say i see some like cycling different with more pleasure and also more pleasure next to next to cycling so I start to enjoy at the beginning was just a, a coffee with something to eat during my ride or things like that or also start to to do a good dinner and a little bit of wine and things like that and and also I saw when I was in US I saw also the potential of of France about terroir about wine about uh, about gastronomy and so yeah, when I get back in 2015, I said, okay, now life is too short to uh, just to be focused on one thing. And so, uh, yeah, I start to, to improve in Rhine, learn, pass some degrees, and, and yes, and now I'm here. So, so you, you were doing some studying as well as being a professional writer. You were sort of studying wine as well at the same time. Yes, exactly, yeah. In the same time during the, um, during the winter, 
I, I did uh, yeah I did the examen so in Paris so yeah I did it during three years. Right. Was was cycling also in your family? I mean, you said you wanted to be a professional from the age of six. That's very young. Was it something yeah. that you were brought up into? My, my, yeah, my father was a was a rider, just amateur riders in in France. But uh, every weekend I went, uh, every Sunday or Saturday I went uh, I went with him uh, next to the road, so just to to uh, to watch him racing. So yeah, I I have my yeah. Since I'm six years old, I'm always on the. Every weekend I was on a, on the races, so this is why I actually I, I I wanted to be to be a cyclist. Yeah. What were your ambitions as a cyclist to become a professional? Were there any other sort of specific goals that you had? I just wanted to be pro rider, actually. Uh, for me, it was even yeah, it was impossible to do the tour or the big classic or Finland. I just wanted to be just to be pro, to be just to be pro to do to do it of my life. And that was actually that. And when I turned poor, I said, "Okay, now I don't have the level to uh, to race uh, at a big level." And maybe that was my problem. But for me, I did uh, already my best just to be pro. In my head, was was like that. So maybe and as you were combining, you know, your love of wine and studying wine with being a professional rider, could you feel the balance? you know tilting slightly towards wine was there and was there a moment where you realized that you actually that's what you wanted to do um last year actually during the the covid um, the covid period i was yeah i was at, at home and i said okay i'm i'm not happy anymore i, I knew that since since few months already but I'm not, i was not happy anymore on the bike like on on my life bike actually was to do all the effort next to cycling to uh, to keep a good level and also I didn't know in the team I, I had my, my role was just um, equipier teammate so I didn't know how I race in the how was my race in the future or thing like that I was I was just training and when they called me to say okay you go to the to this race I went but without any any goals or something and and also yeah I was and I saw also the team changing at this moment and Romain my uh, Bardet my leader and also Pierre Latour um, yeah went out of the team so I said okay I don't have I have yeah I, I didn't have any any goals to, to train hard or something like that for me yeah, the balance was there and, and during the quit period I was at home and I said well, okay maybe you have more challenge or something to do something different of your life because if you don't eat now you will do it in two years or three years and that will be maybe harder because you will be 30, 33, 32 years old and that will be the, the same problem maybe Maybe more difficult again. So I said, okay, you have 28 years old, and I think at, at 28 years old you can decide uh, what do you want to do of, of your life. If if you can, I think at, I didn't have I don't have actually children, so I'm, I'm not married. So I said, okay, at 28 years old you, you can you can do that. So do it, and and you will see you will see later. So I guess it sounds like cycling had become a job rather than a passion and maybe wine is is where your passion lies now yeah yeah the thing also was to do to do it you know to uh, i was very proud to um to, to yeah to do of of my life my, my passion was was actually my my job in cycling and i wanted to do something similar 
with wine and yeah to do something challenging but yeah be happy when you go to um, when you go at, the, at your job or when you go riding or something like that and and in cycling uh, at the end I was not happy to go to take my, my bike every every day to do uh, hours and hours and so that was yeah that was just my problem and I want I wanted to decide to do something you must see other riders retiring as well who maybe don't know what they want to do um, knowing what you wanted to do did that make the decision easier and did it make it also easier maybe to tell people and to tell your team as well just to to say it to my team I want yeah, to stop to tell, to tell other people because I guess uh, you were yes. quite young to stop yeah, it's for the whole generation it's hard to understand for sure but for the new generation no just say you have yeah and not I'm agree with you but I understand and it's normal and now cycling it's too everything is controlled also at home and everything and there is a lot of uh, young riders they are at the limit of the burnout and when I turned pro I, I was I was riding with Jan Voigt for example in Trek or Sylvain Chavanel in IAM cycling and that was not the same cycling I saw I saw them they were happy and at for sure at 40 years old but they did next to the race or they, are, they don't have any problems with the food or with the, the recuperation or that was just fun just for fun and take your bike for fun and that's it so that's easy to do cycling like that but when you have to do in in your in your years uh, at least one to three months in altitude and also to say uh, every day what do you have um, what do you have to eat or something like that after training or a lot of things like that at the end it's it's very hard to, um, to stay at this level, actually. So. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by The Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Go to supersapiens.com for more on how to track your energy levels and fuel for success. Hi everyone, I'm Sam Brand. Uh, I'm a professional cyclist with Team Nova Nordis, the world's first all-diabetes professional cycling team. So as you know, the biggest race in the world, the Tour de France, gets underway. There's plenty of other pro cycling going on elsewhere, and I'm off to GB Lugano, a tough one-day race in Switzerland. Uh, I'll be telling you all about my race and how I manage my glucose levels during the race and uh, how I get on during the weekend. So uh, this morning I've got a... Uh Quick connection in Paris. Uh, I'm flying London, Paris, and then on to Milan. Uh, the team will pick me up. Uh, looking forward to the race. Uh, looking forward to, to meeting the, the team, the guys, uh, seeing more of what's in store for the weekend. Ciao, everyone. Uh, just arrived in Milan. The sun is shining. It's glorious weather. Hopefully that'll stick around uh, for the race. Uh, heading to the northern Italian-Swiss border. Uh, we stay in Italy, but um, the race is in Switzerland, so excited to head back to Switzerland. Uh, I've not been there since the 2015 age group European Triathlon Championships in which I competed before I became a cyclist, so that's exciting. Really excited to catch up with the team, with my teammates and the staff, um, see how everyone's been. Uh, find out more of uh, our approach to the race but we're aiming to show what's possible with diabetes as we always do so looking forward to letting you into more details so thank you very much you've transitioned here this is i guess the, the world tour of of restaurants and and wine uh, how, how did you manage that i mean what how did you go about looking for a job and how did you manage to get such a 
such a good job? I wanted a big challenge, actually. Like uh, I want, yeah, I wanted to do to do something very, yeah, very ch- uh, challenging, right? Challenging. So that for me here, that was that that actually I have to say it's not easy. That was not easy. Uh, still, uh, still learning every day. So, um, so yeah, but I want, I want it to be out of my zone de confort, like we say in France, uh, yeah, comfort zone. So I wanted to do it and to be proud also, and also to um, to do your job at the, like you say, in, uh, at the best level of the gastronomy. So for me, it makes sense to do that. Can you tell us what your job entails? You know, what does your job now? Involve what does a typical day look like? Um, typically, you have to uh, to prepare um, all the all the the room, I can say, and uh, and also to prepare the wine, the wine pairing with the the menu of the chef, and uh, also to speak about the wines and uh, to speak about it at the at the client. So um, you have to do that during the during the service, but also to control the quality. The quality of the temperature, uh, the water, coffee, tea, everything you drink. So, so the the spiritual. You have a, a lot of things to think about it. And when this it's done, you have to think also to uh, to clean all the glasses. Uh, everything was to be controlled. And and yes, and also the thing the in the back office also you have to to keep learning, uh, looking for a new good winemaker or something like that and taste and there is a, always something to do to discover to uh, it's very it's very interesting for that you know any similarities with professional cycling are there any parallels or is there anything in your life as a professional cyclist that that, that helps you in your new job yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah to be adaptable for everything for yeah and also yeah also for the stress because when you don't i have no idea of the 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 way of of work here or something in gastronomy or and uh, yes to be yeah to be adaptable for that and also for the stress also before the for the service and that's uh, that's the head, the head chef is sort of roman bardet and you're his sort of last lieutenant in the mountains. Is that is that a, a, a fair comparison? <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can be. You can. Yeah, you can. You can do. Yeah, for sure. For sure, you can do. Yeah. Also, if you can have a similar uh, relation with the chef Jean Sulpice and and Romain. You have one goal during the year, and the thing is. Is for it, you know. So it's very similar for cycling for that, you know. Everyone works for that, and yeah, Jean is is very good chef for that. He's like he thinks like a very a good athlete, uh, high level. So for him, it's team Sulpice. It's not a brigade or something very military. So it's different. Yeah. Do you still ride your bike? Yes, yes, a lot, a lot. Yeah, five, yeah, five times a week. Own any King of the Mountains, Strava King of the Mountains around no, this area? Not anymore, no. And here, it's, uh, yeah, the, the KOM are very, very prestigious. Yeah, you have to say, yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you ride your bike fast, or do you just enjoy it now? Depends. Depends of my humor. That's that's also the good thing when you stop cycling. It's you take your bike when you want, uh, how long you want, and at the at the speed of you want. But yeah, the only thing is. On your back, I, I had that was the feeling during the race, something the the feeling of the race. It's, that's funny actually, and it's hard to find it 
and to find it next to that, it's something something special. And I was going to ask if there's anything you missed or, or any regrets, or, or are you perfectly happy with the decision yeah, you've made? Any regrets for sure? No, just yeah, just this that this kind of feeling. You for sure I miss it, but you have to do one day so uh, yeah for sure uh, feeling of racing and also the feeling with the teammates also right for someone and when the race goes well for him or something like that it's a very good feeling when you when you have a good relationship with the with your teammates uh, sure well the, the, the other question is you 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 are the now the, the white the one specialist and probably the one uh, from your former teammates who has achieved the most in the wine section but we know that Romain was a great wine uh, amateur we know that Alec, uh, Axel Domont as well so that there was a kind of a group of wine one mad uh, people yeah sure Romain it's just a little bit different because he he likes the moments the, to share something the epic and things but he does it only on the during the winter uh, in the in a very light period during the session in Axel it's different Axel also we had the same problem found was problem we he had to stop cycling and the thing was, with him actually he was hunter yeah he was actually hunter since he he is very young and he has very good also um, just the passion to share a very good table on Sunday with the family and we start together to um, to share wine and him for good food or something like that and he wanted to do something with his end uh, from the beginning to the end and for him yeah he start to just to that was after this crash in um, in Catalonia, I think, yeah, in Catalonia. After this crash, he was on the, on the bed at the hospital, and uh, we were talking about it. and And he said, oh, "What do you think if I if I can I can start now? I have nothing to do during one month on my bed. And if I can start some studies in wine to to make it, just to to learn about the vegetable uh, the vineyards." And he started like that, and actually he met a lot of winemaker and person and he said oh that's a very good world also and and he wanted to do something with his end from the beginning to the to the end so this is nice to share to share it with him i'm in different part of wine but uh, it's very good to share it now together wines are are i could say living things that they have a personality each of them they age well or not uh, do you think you, you could compare some wines to some riders yeah <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can. If you, yeah, if you have good imagination, yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay, let's we make can. a test then. Tadej <laughs> uh, Pogacar, what one would it be? Um, Pogacar, it's like, um, like you can say in, in wine, a new wine region, something um, nobody knows that you make. A, you can make a good wine, and it's something like very fresh, new in a region that that yeah that nobody nobody knows and, and if finally you are surprised it can be one of the best uh, wine in the world actually name one I mean did you have a suggestion uh, I remember for example we had a few years ago a wine from Savoie Louis Magnin and that was a white wine and they'll make um, a blind tasting in, in Bern in, Gen- uh, in, uh, in Switzerland in, in Bern with all the go- uh, the biggest wine in the world, so the Montrachet, everything, and and this wine went first 
just ahead the the Morache Morache uh, I don't I don't remember the um, the vintage but uh, when we had the Morache and that was the best sommelier of the world did the blind tasting and so that was wine from Savoie was was well, was before yeah was just ahead the the best uh, Burgundy so. It was nice to see that, for example, and it's like that, you know, in cycling, sometimes you have some, some riders, it's, it's just, it's, it's yeah, it's... it's so Mark, Mark Cavendish. Mark Cavendish. Our <laughs> champagne, champagne is, no, is aged quite well. <laughs> uh, Mark Cavendish is like a Beaujolais, you know? It's very good, young, fresh, pretty, you love it. And also you can be very surprised with very old Beaujolais. It's sometimes, sometimes ahead also the best Burgundy. So yeah, it's like a Beaujolais, for example. Unfortunately, there are a few, a few riders have been corked in this Tour de France, haven't they? There's a few, a few struggling on. It, it happens when you say, when you score, you're off. It happens, that's life. So there's, uh, as the Tour passes very close here today, there's no part of you that wishes you were in that peloton. It is raining, so maybe not. Yeah, not today, but no, if, yeah, for sure. If, if last year we, we told me you can do the tour, for sure I do the tour. And, and yeah, I st- it's still my only regret not not ride the tour, but uh, that that was life. And that was also my choice to ride for Ajetuder for La, Mo- La Mondiale, for example. And I, I knew already when I seen Ajetuder, I couldn't do the tour because around Romain, that was the best rider, the best climber, actually. So... I didn't have my place and I knew it. Final question, what, what's your best memory from your cycling career? What's the highlight? Not to say, but that was just a period I can say. For example, the, the last Vuelta I did was very nice. We had a very nice group. We, we had um, the, the, the King of Mountain with, with Geoffrey Bouchard. It was very nice to, to share it. And also with Pierre Latour, the, just the, the spirit of the team was, was very, very nice. Yeah. I, have, I have very good memories for, from that, yeah. For example, and also yeah, but maybe because that was my my last one, that was a big tour. But yeah, I have also my last Vuelta with I am cycling. We knew also that the the the, the team the, the team was 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 yeah at the end of the was close at the end of the year. So we won two stages. Also very good spirit and everyone was happy to, just to do cycling and with a without yeah. Well, that was Clément Chevrier, pro cyclist turned sommelier, and I didn't get the impression that he wakes up in the morning wishing he was still a bike rider. In fact, when I asked him if he wished he was still a bike rider and riding the tour, and he looked out the large bay windows at the rain falling on Lake Annecy, the expression on his face said it all. He didn't need to answer the question. Retirement and the transition to life after cycling can be a difficult thing for lots of bike riders. I take my hat off to Clément, who at 28 has excelled in two very different careers. Do excuse the noise, but the Tour de France is passing behind me. Thanks to Clément and chef Jean Soupice for making us so welcome at L'Auberge du Père Bis, and much to our surprise for treating the cycling podcast to lunch. That was most unexpected, but much appreciated. You've been listening to an episode of Kilometer Zero at the 2021 Tour de France, supported by Super Sapiens. It was produced by Will Jones.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 